We're glad you're joining us today for RC Teacher Talk, a podcast focused on amplifying the educator's superpowers in Royce City ISD. Listen as Angela Arledge and Lisa Pogue chat with teachers. Hey there, RC Teacher Talk listeners. Uh, we are so excited that you're with us this week. The teachers in our district have returned from fall break, and I really hope they got some needed relaxation. This is going to be a great episode. We not only have a wonderful educator as a guest, but we also have a special guest for our intro. So Angela, tell us a little bit about our intro guest. Well, I'm so excited about this episode intro for several reasons. First, we're going to get to interview one of my wonderful Chrome Squad students. She is the team lead for the Ninjas team, and her name is Adeline, and she is just wonderful, and I can't wait for you to hear from her. And second, we're going to be discussing our new badging system. We have spent a lot of time and a lot of effort, and we are excited to just test it out and roll it out to the district. So let our listeners know, Angela, like what's the goal of the badging system? Like who's the target audience? Um, and then what was the process like in actually revamping something that was already in existence? So the whole goal of the badging system is just to recognize those amazing teachers that use um, innovative learning in their classroom through digital resources. We wanted to make sure that we had that focus on the digital resources. Um, And so how it works is every teacher in the entire district receives a badging poster. And they can apply for badges along the way, which we'll get into a little bit more. Um, And they receive stickers and they can fill up their poster. And the whole goal is to get all of the stickers on the poster to just uh, recognize them as one of those innovative teachers. And let me tell you, the revamping process has definitely been interesting. Um, There have been lots and lots of people involved, multiple people across um, different areas. We've got students, Chrome Squad members. um, We've got um, the badging team, our Ninjas badging team that has helped out. The innovative learning specialist from both the elementary and the secondary because it is district-wide. We also relied a lot on our instructional coaches. Last year, they were kind of the ground floor with helping us get this rolling because we all know that it's not just necessarily about that digital resource. It's about the teaching that goes along with it. And that's what they are experts in as well. So we wanted to get their feedback too. And um, the most important thing that we've discovered with this whole revamping process is just feedback, feedback, and more feedback. So we have called upon lots of teachers in lots of different areas um, with different perspectives, different Um, I guess, what am I trying to say? Like knowledge with technology um, and just a lot of different eyes on the same thing to kind of find what holes maybe were. Yes. That you you were missing because sometimes we, when we create something, we understand what it means, but I I like the idea that y'all were getting feedback and reflection from other people and valuing what they had to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. We wanted to make sure that it wasn't confusing to hopefully anybody, you know, that was our, that was one of our big goals. But, um, so we've made lots of changes. We've improved a lot of different things to get where we are today. So we're just 
really excited. It's kind of our baby. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what I hear you saying is that the badging system is a way to encourage teachers to be innovative and try new things. Um, but Adeline, what, what, do you, what was the reason that y'all decided to revamp the system? Well, I remember actually we talked about revamping the system last year towards like the end of it. And we were like, how can we make this more inclusive? Because we saw the same teachers participating and just the same application of these tools that we would equip them with. And so our goal was like, how may we make it more um, applicable to all the teachers across different grade levels and also across different subjects. So did you find it challenging, like, as we were kind of going through and building the process of, like, getting in that, like, elementary teacher mindset as well? Yes, 100%. I was actually looking through resources for elementary teachers, and I'm like, what did I do whenever I was in (laughs) elementary school? And I was, like, going through the resources, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I remember using this, and this does apply to this. And also just having that mindset of putting myself in the shoes of an elementary teacher was a challenge, but also like understanding, like finding that understanding whenever we would read the feedback forums and they'd be like, well, this resource, I can't really do this with first graders and second graders. And that just like kind of like opened my mind, you know, obviously I've been in high school and like secondary school for a while, but just opening that up and going through that research process of finding resources that also apply to them and yeah one thing I think we found when we do staff development which I think it goes to what you're saying about getting in the elementary mindset is they're not quite as comfortable with technology as our secondary teachers and because there's it's so important at those younger grades to do a lot of the hands-on things um and so when we're trying to get them to try new things, which kids can catch on to quickly, but it's just a matter of helping them see it and realize, and us to realize, like Adeline said, what, um, what tools that could a first grader use. Yeah. And I remember when I presented this whole idea to our elementary ILSs, one of the things that they told me that they really wanted us to implement is separating out those resources K through two and then three th- three through five, because if you think about it, a kindergartner has a completely different skill set than a third grader, you know, and so they wanted to make sure that the resources that we provided um, uh, fit into those skill sets for that grade level. So, well, and one advantage I'll have now is since our elementary schools are one to one, you at least know, like, what programs the Chromebook could use. I remember when I was at the elementary school and I would help with some like kindergarten testing and things. And so when you have kindergartners that are needing to take their map test and before that would be on a desktop computer that had a mouse and a keyboard that they had never used, they were used to iPads. And so they, you know, like use their finger, which wouldn't work. And it was, you know, like trying to get them to use the mouse and stuff was kind of a challenge. So I think that's bias going one-to-one at the elementary level is an advantage for the teachers and the students as far as what we're able to do and hopefully what programs y'all are able to pick. Absolutely agreed. And it makes it easier for those teachers to feel more comfortable with incorporating that technology because they don't have to rely on, well, am I going to be able to have the cart that day or, you know, whatever they've got them, mm-hmm. you know, and they have the ILSs there now to yes, help them. To so assist. Yes. Lots of things we're doing in Roy City to support our teachers and 
which ultimately is the goal of supporting our students and helping them grow. And that is one of the things like when I moved to Roy City that I noticed is they value innovation a lot. And so um, that's one of the things that is exciting to me. So um, Adeline, I want you to explain to our audience today just an overview of the badging system and what that looks like. Yes. So we divided the system into five categories. For those of you who've done it in the past know that we did have categories, but we did change these. We have engage, feedback, positive learning, and collaboration, and also grow. And so each category has four levels pushing for gradual growth between each. Um, like from a beginner team. stage yes. to an advanced stage. Yes. <laughs> so just like growing within that specific category. And to like push beyond the tools and use the tools further, but not to have the tool adapt to your classroom, but have your classroom adapt to the tool. So putting it into the, once again, going into that teacher perspective of how can I adjust my learning to use this tool, but also still be having like my kind of footprint into my classroom and my teaching style. And so we did add a bunch of uh, more freedom for the teachers mm -hmm. to use the specific tools that we designed and less more so using the tool, but more so completing like the task at hand. So like encouraging collaboration, there's many ways to collaborate and many different apps that a teacher might use depending on their subject or their students that they know and just allowing them to have more creative space within incorporating those innovative technologies. And I think that goes with what you had mentioned earlier about the whole reason is you're now you're not going to see those same the the teachers that are using the tool. So let's say Pear Deck and they use it the same way every year. Oh, well, this is my unit that I use Pear Deck. And so now I'll write my badge, you, you, mm -hmm. you know, and they're doing the same thing. Whereas I like what you guys have done with this one because it's encouraging growth and improvement and not just staying at that basic level. Um also, Adeline, you mentioned about them having ownership in their classroom and what you know about uh, what we know about adult learners is that that's really important mm -hmm. for them to have some autonomy and choice in what they do. And so I think you've covered a lot of great areas um, that will benefit both the teachers and our students because the teachers are going to be striving for next level. How can I improve on that? Right. Or if I'm a a teacher that's not real comfortable with things, I may be basic, but across a couple of things in the next year, decide to go up to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not, it's about the personal growth of the teacher. That's the whole point of the badging mm -hmm. system. And it's, it's, you know, you strive, you set your goal to hopefully reach all of the areas, but if you're not there, if you hang out in the implementing stage for the entire year, just grasping that whole concept of it, that's totally fine, you know, and just reaching out and asking for support in that area. I mean, it's just, it's about the teacher and about learning and continuing to grow to improve their classroom. So, mm -hmm. um, so 
we talk a lot on our podcast out of line about how education and the teacher's job is hard. Um, and one of the things that a lot of teachers have brought up is that their plates are full. So with all these people in our district, all the teachers, which I don't even know what that number is now. Goodness, <laughs> I can't even imagine. It's a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, how, and, you know, with their plates full and things going on, how do you plan to motivate the teachers to actually participate and go for badges and especially for those uh, or, you know, also take into consideration that some people kind of have a comfort zone with it. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to encourage them to reach out and do your new system? Well, yes, this part was actually the one that we've probably spent the most time on because we do know it is important to all the teachers out there. So one of them was we talked about doing training for the teachers. So sometimes we know that having like guidance along the system is just like what a teacher needs to have that like push start and to actually participate in the system and so we talked about also doing that those with either um, their coworkers or having like a cohort where mm-hmm. we focus on one category and just expand on that category while also providing them with the badges and gaining them and also having lunch and learns led by the ninja team we know that teachers also love hearing from students so just having that student voice to also encourage them to incorporate these technologies. And then the most loved of them all, prizes. <laughs> we have been looking at prizes and like maybe a hat day with a hat that is possibly made by us. And we talked about maybe having the jam board for a day in your classroom. So Oh, that's just, fun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then one of them we brought up was covering your duty for a day and I think that one might be a very popular one I so. think you might be right yes. <laughs> especially and that middle of the day when they have a little bit longer lunch mm-hmm. yes. yes yes definitely yeah those are all really great ideas I I think that any I like that y'all are thinking outside of the box with different things like I would have never thought about having the jam board in that the room for a day Adeline. but that's She's a great so idea great, <laughs> Yeah, so I hope our um, listeners realize, you know, how we empower the students and, you know, just listen to how professional she sounds and how much ownership she has into this project. Yeah, she's put her heart and soul into it for sure. And, um, you know, she's been the the backbone of it that um, is the one uh, drafting emails to teachers and uh, coming up with the resources and the research. And so she has been a huge role in this. So we're very thankful for her. So we have already rolled out the beta of the new badging system at the end of September, and that will wrap up uh, very quickly here at the end of October. Um, And as soon as we gather more feedback and make improvements, then we will very quickly turn around and roll that out to the the district. Um, And we're just excited to see where this goes and just hope that uh, all teachers will utilize this new system. Yes, and... Going back to what Miss Arledge said about being at the District Roy City and seeing how they've been pushing for innovation since the beginning. I know I've been a student here since pre-K, and so being able to be in this position where I'm also pushing out further innovation to these teachers is a really cool thing to see and a really cool thing to be a part of and experience. So if you're at another district or just interested in learning more about our program, you could visit our website at 
connectedforlearning.org, for as in the word, F-O-R. And then you could also email us at connectedforlearning, the number four, at rcisd.org, and we will reach out back to you. And we will also have all of this information in the show notes. So we are going to go ahead and switch gears now and chat with a fabulous math teacher from Roy City High School. All right. Well, today we have with us... Um, kind of a returning guest. So um, Mrs. Causey was on our podcast last year as one of our inspirational teachers. And so Ariel, just give our guests a little bit more information about who you are. Introduce us to Ariel Causey. Um, So I've actually been teaching for 10 years this year. So um, starting year seven here in Roy City, and I was at Terrell for three before that. Um, my husband and I have been married for almost 10 years, actually 10 years next week. Oh, congratulations. And then, um, we have three kids, all boys. The oldest is a sophomore here at the high school. I have a seven year old in second grade. And then my youngest is almost three. Um, this year I've been teaching mostly dual credit. I have dual credit accounting, dual credit learning frameworks, which is kind of a, um, freshman seminar for the dual credit kids and then, um, financial math. So tell our listeners a little bit about like how that learning frameworks class is beneficial to freshmen starting out in dual credit. So it teaches them a lot about time management, how they learn best, uh, really just how to be successful in a college course. And so a lot of our kids have told me that it's helpful to be taught some of those strategies beforehand and not just jump right into a dual credit class. (laughs) Well, I think it's really important because moving on to college, like even, well, what you're dealing with, you know, freshmen in high school and stuff, but even a senior going into college and never taking any dual credit or any classes like that, it's almost like a culture shock and a complete change of mind. Um, Whereas in high school, the majority of your time is spent in the classroom and less time outside studying. And it's a total flop and switch when you get into college discussed that in class this past week how um your time is it's managed by everyone else when you're in high school and then when you get to college it's the complete opposite you're managing all of your time right Mm -hmm. so I think that's important especially for little freshmen to have to learn you know so that's great that you're offering that it'd almost be great if we had something like that for all of them yes (laughs) yes because that freshman year is hard I've had that conversation with several teachers. Yes. (laughs) Well, here we are in October with our new question of the month. And this one I came up with because I love traveling. And one of my goals is to, or I guess bucket list items, is to travel to all of the national parks in the U.S. Um, And so I want to know if you could travel to any place in the U.S., where would it be and why? Um, So... I've actually already traveled here um, with my mom. We try to take a girl's trip every summer or every couple of years. And so we've actually been to both of the Carolinas and um, I love them. They're beautiful. You've got the mountains on one side of the state. You've got the beach on the other. And I mean, the way that they take care of nature and the environment in those states, it's, it's so gorgeous. And the weather is really, really nice. Do you love it enough that you would live there? Yes. <laughs> if my husband would let me move there, I would. <laughs> what do we know about what they do with education there? Um, they are on the Common Core side. Okay. So it's a little different than what we do. So I 
I don't have to do that some I investigation like so first. Yes. <laughs> would have to, to verify some things before yeah. that. Traveling is lots of fun. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, I, I'm trying to get to all the 50 states before I die. So I'm about halfway there, a little over halfway. Fun. I think I'm about halfway through that too. Yeah. So, and going back to the traveling stuff. So my sister, um, for Christmas last year, got us this map. Uh, she ordered it on Etsy and it's got all the States. That, so it's a map of the United States and, um, it's got push pins. So whenever our family takes a vacation, we push like a new push pin in it. And so it's really neat to just kind of like visually see that and the see kids look at it and it's, it's right next to our dining room table where we eat and everything. So it's fun to see where all we've traveled and been. Lots yeah. of great memories. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Traveling. And it's great to for your kids too, to mm-hmm. enrich them and get them out yes. in the world. So love it. Um, so we are also asking, you know, one of the reasons we have RC Teacher Talk is that we not only want to highlight the teachers in our district, but also highlight education in general. Um, and also, uh, but as well, give ideas and tips to people that, you know, audience members that are listening. So, um, Ariel, what do you feel like is your teacher superpower? That thing that you're the best at? Um, I feel like, I mean, obviously I know my content, but I feel like my biggest superpower is really just connecting with the kids Um, getting to know them on a personal level and just building those relationships where they know they can come to me with anything. Um, and I'm someone that they can talk to. If I have advice, I can give it. If not, I can get them someone that can, um, they just, I feel like they truly know that I care about them as more than just my students. They're, they're my babies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I've been told I've been called school mom a lot. Yes. (laughs) So I feel like just connecting with the kids is probably what I do best. Yeah. Do you have anything that you do? Like if you were going to tell a new teacher coming in, like it's really important that you build relationships and connect with your kids. I feel like it probably comes naturally to you, but are there any specific things that you worked at from the beginning of teaching or? Um, so it's kind of modified, been modified over the years. Um, into, I did a one pager this year where they just answered like what felt like random questions for them. But um, you had your traditional, what's your name? What nickname do you go by? What's your birthday? That kind of thing. Um, but then there were things like, what's your favorite food? Uh, if you could pick any color in the world to be your color, what would it be? Those kinds of things. Um, just little things that most people don't think to ask about. And then I intentionally find ways to work that into conversations. I think so. it's important, and I see you doing this a lot, just relating to your students, you know, just if that's their favorite color, just making that connection. Hey, that's my favorite color too. Or, you know, whatever, just finding those ways just to make those connections with them. Yeah. So that's really cool. And uh, this year, I much faster than normal was able to get all the birthdays onto a spreadsheet. And so I check it every morning to make sure I'm like, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. I need to say happy birthday today. And like, I know there's some teachers that are like, oh, I give candy or I give a pencil or something it's enough for me just to remember to say happy birthday. And a lot of times you're like, the kids goes, Oh, it's, how do you know it's my birthday? (laughs) I pay attention. Yeah. Well, that's great. I I will be honest. I was not as good at that at the high school because it's a lot of kids. It, yes, it is a lot of kids. So kudos to you. (laughs) Kudos to you for sure. So our next question for you today is, um, 
I know that education comes with many challenges. Um, and so we just want to know what, in your opinion, what is a challenge that you feel like, um, it resonates with you, um, that you want to tell just our listeners about? Um, the biggest one I feel like that most of us are facing, especially this year is lack of time to get everything done. Um, and it, it gets really stressful when you have this really long to do list and you don't feel like anything's being checked off because something else is constantly being added on. Um, and so when I was teaching my kids a couple of weeks ago about time management, I pulled up my calendar and my to-do list and I showed them like, guys, this is what I have literally every week. And I showed them how, you know, I have my husband's calendar on there. I have calendars for all three of my kids. I have two calendars cause I have one for work and one for home and, um, really just teaching them how to prioritize and get things done that are more important and sometimes the least important things they don't get checked off and that's okay. Yeah. Well, so. and I'm glad you brought that up because my follow-up question for you was going to be, how do you overcome that lack of time? Like, what do you do to help with that? And so I think that that's very important. And I'm glad that you said that you told your students about that too, because, um, you know, they need, they need to learn that as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'll, uh, in the C4O lounge, they're required to cover a power hour shift. And so I just made a schedule, you know, whatever, put it out there. And then I'll tell them, set an alarm on your phone, like do what, yeah. do what you have to do to remember, like you have to be like, set up your time and, and manage it. Yeah. So that's good. I like that. So Google Calendar, guys. That's the uh, way to Google go. Google Calendar, Paper <laughs> Planner, whatever works. There's a million different apps out there, too. So yeah, find, find something that works for you. And I think one of the things that was the hardest for me to realize as a new teacher a long time ago is that, because I'd worked in an office before, that you're never going to have everything done. Correct. There's always going to be something else that you're going to have to tack on. It just... it that's life. <laughs> yeah. So it is always knowing what the priorities are. Mm -hmm. You know, if I get this done today, I feel good about it. Um, and it might not be everything, but you know, really prioritizing, but I think it's hard because as educators, we want to do it all. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> we want to get it all done. And, and when we get, you know, directives from, you know, up here and up here and up here, we like want to accomplish it all. And, um, you just can't, you right. know, you have to realize that, there's only so many hours in the day and you yeah. deserve to have your time to put your feet up or, you know, just hug on your babies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Education is hard. <laughs> um, so let's talk about something a little bit more fun. <laughs> let's talk about, uh, technology. Um, it's definitely something that wasn't as big a deal when I was beginning to teach, but is now. Um, so how do you feel like the use of technology has improved your classroom, made it better, um, over the last several years? So I like technology because, um, differentiating has always been a struggle of mine. And so technology really helps with that. Um, it increases the accessibility of all of the kids so they can come in at their level if they're, um, the, the assignments can be layered so that kids who struggle a little bit more might have a different assignment than kids who tend to pick it up right off the bat. So it's increased um, the ability of all of my kids to be able to do what they need to do 
And then it's also created an easier way for kids to access materials and resources as well as stay in contact with me. Mm -hmm. How do you, um, trying to give some tips to our listeners, how do you encourage your kids to stay in contact with you with the technology? Do you prefer email? Do you prefer Google classroom questions? Do y'all do Google chat or Google groups? What do you prefer? Um, Typically, I have two or three different things that they can do. They can do um, private comments on Google Classroom um, because the notifications come to my phone. Email's the same way. I always tell them the email comes to my phone unless it's after, you know, 10 o'clock. I'll probably answer you pretty quickly. Um, And so they don't feel like it's so bad to email me outside of school hours. Like, it's real quick. I just pick up my phone, reply, and I put it down. Um, Or um, usually remind is something else that I use. Mm-hmm. I, I really like to remind um, when I was in the classroom, um, tell for people that might not know about Remind, because there are still people out there, what does that do? So it's basically being able to text or chat with um, students without giving out your personal phone number. They can get on the app or they can use it on their Chromebooks and they can send you a message or they can send the class a message and you can respond without having to share actual personal contact information. Does it cost money? No, it's absolutely free. <laughs> <laughs> the best part. Yeah, that, that's the best part. Um, do you ever, because you hit on something, you, cause, so you as an educator don't mind if they email you and you're willing to email back at the, you know, in the hours, but do you ever tell them like, if I don't get back to you, it's because I'm with my family or doing yeah, something. I, I mean, do you share, share that, that with them? them? Um, usually cause like after 10 o'clock I'm asleep. I'm, <laughs> I'm just not going to respond at that point. I'm, I go to bed and I'm not looking at my phone at that point. Um, but I do tell them, you know, give me some grace period because I do have my own kids at home and I do have a family that I interact with and take care of when I get home. But typically they will hear from me within 24 hours. If I don't respond to the email, I'll probably say something to him in class the next day. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. So where do you go to reach out for new ideas? Because you were talking about, you know, the technology that you use, the communication, the Google calendar. So it's constantly learning, evolving and growing. Where do you go to reach out for those new things? It kind of varies um, depending on what the situation is. Um, A lot of times coworkers have ideas that you may not have heard of or used before that you can kind of pick their brains about. Um, but if I don't find a coworker that's done that, then I am Google master. I will go research it. <laughs> I will find my answer. Do you have a special site that you like to use or you just Google it and usually I Google it and go through what comes up. Um, I did that at the beginning of the year. Another teacher had asked me about, um, any sort of app or program where you could write on the screen on a PDF and it would save it and move with it. Um, cause we had Cami at one point, but that subscription is ending. Yes. And so we had to find a solution. And so I just real quick Google search brought up annotate and it does the same thing. You can screen mirror off your Chromebook to the projector and write on it. And so that helps with the power zone without being tied to a document nice. camera and everything else. Nice. So. That one's a nice one. A problem solver. You're a problem solver. Try. Try me. <laughs> Willing to reach out and search for things. So you already mentioned that your t- teacher superpower um, was building relationships and connecting with your students. And relationships are so important in education. So 
What are some ways that you also build connections with staff members? Um, you mentioned reaching out for ideas, but what are some other things that you feel like are important or that you do with the people on our campus, your colleagues? Um, I feel like a lot of um, teachers talk about how they build their relationships with their students, but we really don't talk much about how we connect with each other. Um, it's a well-known fact that my best friend works on the campus. So um, I, I teaching's a team effort. It takes all of us. None of us can do this alone. Um, and if you think you can do it alone, you're going to be proven wrong very quickly. Yeah. Or um, you're going to be very stressed out. Yes. <laughs> um, if, if we're not connected, we can't connect with the kids at the level that we should. And so I try to intentionally take the time to get to know my coworkers, even if it means I'm just, hey, what's your name? This is my name. Where are you located? I'm out here. Um, and just try to get to know them Um check on them when I see them. Hey, how's it going today? You know, anything I can help with those kinds of things. I just, I like to celebrate with everyone else and then also help them figure out how to weather their struggles Yeah, at the same time. I'm glad you brought that up because you're the first um, person that we've interviewed this season that ha- that has talked about building the relationships with staff members. And I think that's so important because I mean, to be honest, you're with these people mm-hmm. more than you're with your family. Right. And so a lot of times, um, and so it's just so important to build that family culture here too, yeah. uh, because it just makes it enjoyable. Makes yes. you enjoy coming to work. It, uh, rejuvenates you. It keeps you here longer because yeah. when, when times get hard, and you start to think, oh, is this really for me? It's like, it's those people, it's your staff yeah. members, your coworkers that, that help you um, get over those hurdles and stuff. Yes. So. And opportunities to laugh in the oh, hallways. Yes. I love if laughing. y'all ever want to just have some joy, um, go down this English hallway in the middle of the passing period. Uh, because we have a new to Roy city, uh, high school teacher who is out there dancing and you can tell (laughs) that the other kids that aren't her students are aware and are, and are watching. And so I was down there today and she started dancing. So I started dancing and you just can't help but smile. Um, and so, you know, Miss Scott. No, no. She does sometimes too, but it's Miss Henry. Oh, oh she's out there dancing and having a good time and, you know, make sure she's out there and I you could that. just tell that, you know, she was having a good time and it made me want to have a good time too. Um, we've instituted bubble Friday out on uh, our portable porch. uh, on Friday. Like we just stand there and blow bubbles at the kids as they come in. That's fun. I mean, you know, you make, you make it happen. Yeah. You make it worth it. Okay. So you're giving me an idea. We should have a fun challenge. Like y'all need to take pictures of do that to try to ripple effect other people thinking of things to, to lighten the load, you yeah. know, that are just fun. Yeah. You know, just having fun. Um, you mentioned that your best friend is on campus now for people that don't know you and don't know your best friend where y'all did this person come here because she was your best friend. So actually we didn't know each other before, um, she came here and y'all don't teach the same subject, teaching the same subject. Um, what really actually started the conversation between us is we were pregnant at the same time and she was due about six months after I was. And so we started kind of chatting then and then COVID hit. So we were out of school. Sorry. (laughs) And then we came back, um, and we both had newborns. We were both you know, going through all of these different things with teaching. And, um, 
just started talking more and then we were like, oh, okay, we really get along. Let's hang out outside of school. <laughs> hung out outside of school, got along really well, introduced our husbands and then it just, it went from there. Our I mean, y'all go on friends. vacations oh, and yeah. all kinds of stuff together. I, I mean, love it. We think we, not just here at work, we see each other pretty much every day. That's so. awesome. And it's fun. And all because you're willing to take a, a risk to connect with somebody that you didn't know yeah. in a different department and a different thing. And you just never know who you'll yeah. connect to. So that's really cool. Yeah. I love that. So, um, Ariel, you are going to leave us today with the last word. And so we just want to, um, you know, hear what you have to say and we've enjoyed this interview today. And so what is the last word that you want to leave our audience with? Um, if there is anything that teachers need most right now, it's support, whether that's, Hey, you're doing a great job or what can I do to help your classroom? Anything like that. Um, we just need support. That's really good. And if we had any parents listening to this, what could parents of high schoolers do to show you that support? What was it like? If they wanted to send something, what could they send you? I mean, Food and drink is always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody complains about being fed or no. their favorite drink or anything like that. Um, I mean, something as small though is like a box of Kleenexes for the classroom <laughs> yes. or paper towels because I mean, I know I'm not the only teacher that's like, y'all can eat, but you better clean up your mess. Mm-hmm. Or the kids are like, do you have Kleenex? I need to blow my nose. Well, right now I actually don't. Yeah. But I will get some. Just little things like that yeah. would be fantastic. Yeah. I love that, that you were brave enough to, to share that we need support. It's a hard year. It's a hard year. It's been a hard last few years. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're rolling with the punches. That's yes. right. That's right. We're tough. Angela, where can our guests find you in the Chrome Squad on social media? You can find us on Twitter at Chrome underscore squad and also at our website, www.connectedforlearning.org. And where can our listeners find you, Lisa? Well, I post out on Twitter, everything school related at RCHS underscore POGUE, P-O-G-U-E. And we are also have a hashtag this year for our teachers. So it's hashtag team RCHS. You can use that and hopefully find some neat things that are going on here at Roy City High School. Thanks for tuning in to RC Teacher Talk, a podcast for and about real teachers in the trenches. Hosted by Angela and Lisa, the learning technologies team at Roy City High School. If you're enjoying this podcast, subscribe, rate, and review us. Make sure to say nice things. Go Bulldogs!